0: Welcome everyone to Nintendo Podcast, your source for all things Nintendo. I am Eric, aka Sulior, and today we are going to be continuing our series on Fire Emblem. Now, I originally wanted this episode to be about the two main characters from the first game, but... Unfortunately, there well, I guess not unfortunately, but there's just so much information on Marth alone that you know what, I'm just gonna have to do Roy next week. Or next episode, I should say. So yeah, we're we're gonna focus on Marth this episode and our next episode in two weeks, we're gonna be doing Roy. So Before we get to Marth though, there have been a few bits of news. So probably the biggest um, thing is there was an indie showcase. So um, yeah, they do this every now and then. They'll do a direct on indie games. They call it an Indie World Roundup. So let's see, there's a few games that are available now. There's a game called Spiritfarer. So basically you are somebody who, I guess, for the lack of better term, you're kind of a reaper. I don't know if that's an, a fair assessment, but basically what you are is you're somebody who transports people who have passed away to the afterlife but you get to have some fun with them in the meantime. So um, looks like a cute game. Um, The characters that you're mainly transporting are animals. It looks like uh, just from what I've seen. So um, yeah, that's Spiritfarer. The next game is Raji and you are a young girl chosen by the gods and must stand against a demonic invasion of the human realm so um yeah it's set in india so that's available now um, there's another game called short hike so uh you hike climb soar through peaceful mountain sides in the landscape of hawk peak provincial park so yeah it just seems like a pretty chill game um there's a game called Takeshi and hiroshi so it combines two worlds of non-stop motion and RPGs. Takeshi is a 14-year-old aspiring game developer and would do anything to make his sickly seven-year-old brother Hiroshi happy, even create a game for him. So that sounds quite heartwarming. Uh, Another game available now is Manifold Garden. So you explore an Escher-esque world where the laws of physics are different. Geometry repeats indefinitely and in every direction and falling leads you back to where you started so you manipulate gravity and solve puzzles so it sounds kind of like a brain tease um there's a game called evergate so you explore the world as a childlike soul named Key, and on her journey through the afterlife dive into memories of a time once past collect essences and unlock artifacts and wield your soul flame so um yeah, it's got kind of a cutesy, arts, arts, cutesy art style, easy for me to say. Um, so, let's see. There are a couple of other games that are available for pre-purchase, So, or, or they have demos. Um, Hypno Space Outlaw is a 90s internet simulator. So... <laughs> Yeah, I saw the video on this. It was they're like, man, did we get transported in time back into the '90s? Um, I quite I quite remember the '90s well, or I remember the '90s quite well. So um, it was kind of nostalgic for me back. You know, it's kind of like the days of AOL. So you scour a wide variety of websites, use useful downloads to your desktop dodge computer viruses and hunt down virtual villains so um, that game releases on august 27th Um, there's another game called unrailed and it's got a demo available you work together locally or online to build a railway track so basically it's a railroad simulator Um, that releases on september 23rd So, um, there are some other games that are available for that are available next year. Um, I'll get into those in another time. So, we got some other bits of news here. So, this is kind of interesting. So, Nintendo has officially outsold the number of units that the NES sold. So, COVID has actually been, I hate to say it, but it's been beneficial for Nintendo in a way. Um, Sales have been up 500% in 2020, and it has now sold 62 million units to date, putting it ahead of NES's 61.91 million units. So this is huge. So the NES was such a monumental, system that it kind of reignited the video game craze. Atari really thought they could do no wrong, and then they released E.T. the extraterrestrial, and people were like, maybe video games aren't gonna stick around, and then the NES came out with Mario. So um, the next milestone for Nintendo to hit would be 76 million sales, which would put it ahead of the 3DS. So, uh, as far as Nintendo systems, this Switch has outsold the Wii U, the GameCube, the the Super Nintendo, and the Nintendo 64. So, that's quite a huge feat. So, congratulations, Nintendo. We're still in your corner. Um, Here's a rumor, and I don't know if this is true or not, Hopefully it is because I would be all over it. So, Amazon UK has a Nintendo Switch listing for The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. <clears throat> so, there could be a port that comes to the Switch. And this is one I haven't played yet. I played um, the other game that was on the Wii U, or I'm sorry, the Wii which was Twilight Princess. I never actually finished it, but I never got around to playing Skyward Sword. So I never had, unfortunately, I never was able to have a Switch long enough to really delve into something like that. So I would be all for it. I would love to see not only Skyward Sword, but Twilight Princess ported to the Switch. So, yeah, I'd be all over that. So... Hope it's true. We'll see. Um, let's see. We got some other games that are on sale. Um, Cat Quest is two fifty nine. Cat Quest two is ten forty nine. NVA two K twenty is five bucks. Um, let's see what else we got here. So Human Fall Flat is seven fifty. So. Um, There's some decent games. Superliminal is $16. Ori and the Blind Forest is $14. So, oh, um, another thing that I saw in that video, the indie games that are going to be coming next year is Subnautica and its sequel. So... I have tried Subnautica. It's hard for me to get into, but i it's a game that I think looks really cool. Basically, you crash onto an alien planet that's mostly water, and it's got some survival elements. Like, you've got to be able to craft uh, tools. You have to be able to get food, water, um, clean water, not just water. So, um, yeah, that... I. Would be interested in playing that again. So let's see other games that are on sale. We got Streets of Rage Four for twenty one twenty four. Um, Takeshi and Hiroshi, which I just mentioned earlier, that's on sale for eight oh nine. Um, let's let's get in. Let's see those other games that they announced. So um, give me just a second here. Let me find it. Uh, Raj or Raji is $22.49 um, what's the other one Bastion, which I think was done by somebody who is on the indie uh, video was is on sale for $224 torchlight 2 is also in the video that is on sale for $11.99 um, let's see That looks like it's about it as far as games that were announced on the video. Um, Another game that is on sale is the Aladdin and um, Lion King Disney pack. That's on sale for $18. So, got some good good deals there. So, um, let's take a short break where you get to hear from my sponsor, Anchor. And then let's talk some Marth. Stay tuned. See you on the other side. So, let's talk some Marth. So, Marth, whose name in Japanese is Hepburn Marusu, is a fictional character from the Fire Emblem series, as I mentioned. It was developed by Intelligent Systems and owned by Nintendo. He is the protagonist and lord-class character in the first and third games in this series, Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light, Fire Emblem, Mystery of the, the Emblem, as well as their two remakes... Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and Fire Emblem New Mystery of the Emblem. Unfortunately, neither of these titles that Marth appears in prior to Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon were ever released outside of Japan. He acquired more widespread international attention, however, through his reoccurring appearances in Super Smash Bros and Roy's appearances increased in Western increased Western entrance in the Fire Emblem series and in part led to Nintendo to start releasing the games internationally. Yeah, it makes sense, you know, and like people start showing interest in it and they're like, hey, we might have a thing here. So um, it also um so the first ser- first entry in the series that released internationally is fire emblem the blazing blade which is the seventh installment in the series and it was released in the west under the title fire emblem so marth is one of the characters created for fire emblem Shadow dragon and the blade of light by game designer and writer Shouzu kaga i, I love these japanese names according to kaga Marth takes the prominent role in the story, however, he's not technically the main protagonist. During the early development, a scene would have depicted Marth kneeling in grief next to the body of his retainer, Jagen, in a pool of Jagen's blood. This was designed to be a symbolic moment of Marth violently coming of age by losing a father figure. However, due to hardware elimination, limitations, this and other similar scenes needed to be cut. Marth's character designer is currently unknown, though the graphics and art char- uh, character art for Shadow Dragon in the bait why is it so hard for me to talk today? Shadow Dragon in the Blade of Light was cooperatively handled by to- Toru Osawa, Naotaka Ohin- Onishi, and Satoshi Machida, and Toshitaka Marumatsu. Like I said, I love these Japanese names. Marth's appearance underwent alterations for promotional posters having slightly different hairstyle and altered the shade of blue for his hair. Marth was redesigned for Fire Emblem Mystery of the Blade by the game's character artist, Katsuyoshi Koya. That wasn't so hard. For the first game's remake, Fire Emblem Shattered Dragon, Marth underwent a redesign. The staff's main aim for the redesign was to make the character look and feel fresh while not straying too far from what fans have come to expect. I imagine they do that every time they make a new Zelda game also. His redesign was handled by Ghost in the Shell artist Matsumi Shiro. Matsumi Shiro. He was redesigned once again for the third game's remake, A New Mystery of the Emblem, by Daisuke Izuka. Daisuke Izuka. Marth's design for his character appearance in downloadable content for Fire Emblem Awakening was done by Siniri Kita and the character artist for Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn. This, along with other character redesigns featured in the game's DLC, was dubbed an underworld design. For Super Smash Bros., Masahiro Sakurai initially wanted Marth to be a part of the roster for the original game, but time constraints prevented this. The developers for Melee originally intended Marth to be playable only in the Japanese version of the game, but when garnered favorable attention during the game's North American localization, they decided to keep both him and Roy for the North American and European versions sakurai redesigned the character for super smash brothers brawl where he was included as a playable character alongside other fire emblem protagonists by this time marth had also been redesigned for shadow dragon with sakurai being shocked when he saw it he commented that if he'd known earlier he would have incorporated the new design into the game rather than his own and his later appearance in the super smash brothers series brought in line with his design from the new mystery of the emblem So, the original video animation version of Mystery of the Emblem, Marth was voiced by Hikura Midorukawa. (laughs) Try saying that a bunch of times fast. Hikaru Midorukawa. With Ai-Orikasa voicing him as a child. Midorukawa, (laughs) that's Midorukawa. Midorikawa. I am really butchering these names. He would go on, that person, would go on to voice the character in all the subsequent appearances in other media. For the OVA dub, Marth was voiced by Spike Spencer. That's a, game, a name that I can really pronounce well. <laughs> His name was localized as Mars, which was put down due to the vague pronunciation of the Katanaka ...or Katana... Kat- ...Katakana... ...Katakana... Okay. ...I love these words... ...of Marth's name. In his other voiced appearances in, other, in video games... ...outside of Super Smash Bros., ...he's been voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. Marth debuted in 1990... ...with the release of Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon... ...and the Blade of Light in Japan. He's depicted as a heroic prince... ...16 years of age... Who is forced to flee his home kingdom of Altea after it was attacked. He then leads a rebellion to regain control of his kingdom and save his sister Elise. Marth keeps his role in Mystery Emblem, Mystery of the Emblem Book One, and Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon. So. In Fire Emblem, Mystery of the Emblem, it was released on January 21st, 1994, and in 2010, the remake of Book 2, Mystery of New Mystery of the Emblem. He returns as the story's protagonist, and his peaceful reign over Altea is disrupted when he, and when he discovers Emperor Hardin, a former ally, comrade, and friend, was conquering neighboring kingdoms by force in Fire Emblem Awakening a game that's set far in the future of this story starring his distant distant descendants that's a tongue twister there also Martha is available both, as both a paid downloadable character in the Champions of Yore package which is included in a bundle with Champions of Yore 2 which features Roy from the blind from the binding blade and as two portrayals in Shattered Dragon and Shin sure No Nazo, respectively. Wow. During the course of the game's main story, his descendant Princess Lucina of Ilse disgraces herself as Marth, and and disguises. Sorry, not disgraces. Disguises. She disguises herself as Marth, wearing a mask, active, and actively claims to be him until her father Crum, Prince of Ilse, discovers her true identity. So if you played Super Smash Brothers, like Ultimate or Brawl, or, uh, sorry, 4 Smash 4, you'd probably recognize these names also. Martha was introduced to Western audiences through the GameCube in Super Smash Brothers Melee, where he's an unlockable character alongside Roy, who later appears in in the Japanese-only release of Fire Emblem The Binding Blade. Marth reappears in 20, sorry, 2008 in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Game's main story, the Subspace Emissary. He teams up with Ike from Fire Emblem: Path of Radiance and Fire Emblem: Radiant Dawn, and Meta Knight from the Kirby series. His final Smash critical hit strikes opponents with a blow that instantly knocks them out of the screen unless they hit a barrier. During this attack, a quickly a quickly depleting 60 hit point health screen bar health bar is shown as an homage to the Fire Emblem battle system. Marth is also playable in Smash Bros. for the 3DS and Wii U, using his characters as his nah, using his character design from the new mystery of the emblem. I keep stumbling over my words. I really apologize. He is also a starter character in the series for the first time. Marth was confirmed in June 2018 Nintendo director Turn in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate from the Nintendo Switch. For the first time in the series, he received an English voice. Yuri Lowenthal voiced him in the game's North American release, while Hikaru Midorikawa reprised his voice in the Japanese release. Additionally, by using it as respective amiibo figure, Marth can be unlocked as a playable character in both code name Steam and the Fire Emblem Fates using the Nintendo 3DS Near Field Communication System, or NFC. An anime under the title Fire Emblem was released in 1996, adapting a part of the first game's plot. Marth's name is romanized as Mars, as he is, and he is given the surname of Lowell. The anime ended production after only two episodes were finished. Marth is featured as a card in both fictional, oh, sorry, as a card in both the final expansion of the the sets for the Fire Emblem trading card game, along with other characters from Fire Emblem, Moshou no Nazo, and also appears as a promotional card. As I mentioned earlier, the game is set... Sorry, his story is set in Altea. The boy Marth gathered an army to recapture and restore his home and the rest of the Arche, Arcania continent and is a warrior who twice slew the dark dragon Midias. Being the, in the first Fire Emblem game, Anoku Ryu to Hikari no Ken Okay, I'm not sure what that... Um, he is the first lord of the Fire Emblem series. Typical of most Fire Emblem lords in successive games, he is a swordsman with a slim build and wears a cape. He shows nobility and justice in both fire the Fire Emblem games that he appears in, though he also shows himself to be somewhat single-minded in his pursuit in, the, in Shadow Dragon. He also has difficulty in expressing his romantic feelings for the character Cadea that's in the game's epilogue if she survives. His nobility of character is also carried over into the anime in which he is fighting against the villains. His father, Cornelius, the king of Altea, his sister Elise is the princess of Altea and Kede he becomes she becomes his queen at the end of the game. Marth wields the Divine Blade of Legends, Falkian, as his main weapon in both the Fire Emblem games and Super Smash Bros. series. 100 years had passed since Medeus was slain in Arcania. Once Medeus was resurrected, he built his land of Dolor, readying himself for an invasion of Arcana once again. You know what? A lot of this is spoilers so i think i'm gonna cut it off there so um it just goes on to tell his story and if you really want to experience his story i'd recommend playing the remakes that were released in the united states and europe you know anywhere outside of japan So, um, yeah, I'm just going to end it there because I don't want to get into spoiler territory for the games. I myself haven't played them, so I need to get on that. Particularly Three Houses. So I know Martha isn't in Three Houses, but I've never actually played a Fire Emblem game before, and I need to get on that. If I am going to be doing this series, I need to know what I'm talking about. Aside from just getting the information where I get it so um, that is going to be it for Marth so we're gonna talk about Roy in the next episode as I mentioned before so if you would like to get a hold of me you can find me on Twitter and Instagram my personal account is iangold08 you can find the show at P. you can email the show at Podcast at gmail.com so you can find me on Twitch if you would like to watch my streams I've been streaming a lot of Fallout 76 I'm probably going to be streaming some Skyrim soon so um, check that out it is at twitch.tv slash sulior so thank you once again to The Hive for sponsoring this show. Don't forget to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you think we deserve it. Uh, please do that. It really helps the word get out and we could use that now more than ever. So um, yeah, thanks again for checking out the show. Tell your friends. Tell Somebody down the street, you know, attach a note to your dog. If you want to know, don't do that. So, as always, stay tuned for more Nintendo.